Welcome to the podcast about two guys who grew up in the 90s listening to grunge and pretty much overlooked everything else. Let us take you on a journey to find the music that we missed out on on Stuck in My Generation. And we are back. And we're feeling beastie. Feeling beastie. I was wanting to like collaborate with you before this and be like, like call you up, be like, how about if we open the show? I go beast and you go T and I go boys. <laughs> I was like, yeah. no, that's way too complicated. Oh, uh, yeah. Or as soon as it comes on, make the beat drop. <laughs> Obviously, I had a pretty good time with the Beastie Boys, honestly. So I did too. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about it. So we did a week of the Beasties. And Hicks, what was your experience with the Beasties before we did this deep seven, well, technically eight album studio dive? Technically eight, you know, uh, man, I was a little bit familiar with the the Beasties. I expected there to be some hidden gems in the mix. Yeah. Uh, the first album, man, I've been done with that since it was released. So I was pretty familiar with that. Um you know, you and I, 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 I was thinking about this podcast and man, it's, it's like you and I are like musical storm chasers. You know, we're yeah. chasing that storm, you know, whatever's, whatever is bullshit. We're looking for the opposite of that bullshit. Yeah. We want something that we, we should have listened to a long time ago and we just didn't, we want to run into that. Not the police were like, oh, that was interesting. I, yeah. I, I felt a little reggae, you know moment for a minute but it didn't it's not gonna stick with me you know not gonna stick with me so sure anything we can find that'll stick with us so you take an album from or take a the whole discography from is is a magical if you can find that moment and so far there's been some i think i'd say the beatles for me uh what else have we done what i don't i the Beatles were the, one for me. Who who was Beatles, another? Stones, Tom Petty. Petty, yeah. Petty was one of those. Wu Tang, not really. Like I enjoyed yeah. last week, but it didn't. Yeah. I don't know when the next time I put one I'm of those glad, albums are. Yeah. I'm glad we did it though. Yeah, me too. I, even when I don't like something, I'm I'm glad we did it. So there's really no way to make a mistake in this at all. But so Beasties, <laughs> you rocked out the first album. Was that it? Uh, no, I was familiar with some other stuff you know, here and there, but you know, as, as far as like the beastie boys, man, these dudes are, they're larger than life. Yeah. Whether you're a fan or not, they're, they're larger in life. And I, I wanted to say that they kind of traveled through our generation, but I didn't want to say that, but I kind of want to do that. I mean, they're just, they're just spread really, uh, over, over a lot of years. And, you know, it's, uh, we kind of watched them evolve a little bit. Well, a lot, really. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, man, I'm, uh, the more I was exposed or the more I listened to this, you know, uh, I watched Adam Yauk. Uh, he went from looking like Booger from the Nerds movie, <laughs> yeah. starting out to, you know, uh, sipping on tea with the Dalai Lama, which I have a Dalai Lama story, but, we're here to talk about the beasties, not that. I definitely want to hear that Dalai Lama story, though, because I'm like, that, that, that's that's off the rails. I'm ready for that whenever you're ready. I'll tell you real quick. It's okay. just a, a two-minute story. Uh was out in San Diego, uh, pulled back into the hotel, uh, black SUVs everywhere, lots of, lots of people outside. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is a politician. You know, I just want to 
go in and, you know, just crash in my bed. I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. And I, mean, I walked inside and uh, the Dalai Lama and his, I don't mean to be disrespectful, his entourage, I don't know what is. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure either. people were, and he, he uh, I pretty much gave him my uh, elevator ride. You know, he had some security, but a lot of people with him. And, uh, man, just a, just a happy little dude, you know, just a pretty cool, pretty, uh, good energy, you know, good vibes. Just, uh, yeah. You know, you go ahead and take my elevator ride, you know, yeah. Oh yeah. You do your thing. So yeah, yeah. that's the closest I've ever been to anybody like that. So that's pretty cool. But back to the beastie boys, uh, you know, I, it's like, uh, there's so many sounds, um, you know, it's like, uh, I thought I was trying to visualize these sounds and I thought, you know, if there, there were like three different trains heading towards a centralized location, you know, one train was just blasting punk. One train was blasting rock and roll. One train was blasting hip hop. If they all hit each other at the right moment and caught on fire, the sound that it would be making would be, Beastie Boys music. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you know, pretty accurate. Man, it just... Uh, and, you know, when I started listening to these albums, um, you know, I kind of had a, a roller coaster love-hate. I found a documentary that's available on Apple TV, Beastie Boys Story by Spike Jones. Man, it just made me love these guys even more. The stuff yeah. I wasn't a big fan of. Um. You know, they kind of, and it was their, them telling their story. I mean, it was un, unfiltered. It was, it was good. Of course, it was two or three of the, you know, it was a recent documentary. So Adam Yak wasn't there, but yeah. And they, they played, uh, and I struggled with it, some of the songs because I thought, man, this sounds like a something from a movie. Something's missing, you know, and they, there's one song that they played during uh, a little slideshow presentation, the, the memory of Adam Yak. And uh, they attached this song to it. And I thought, oh, shit, this makes sense. You know, the dude pretty much wrote his own eulogy. Yeah. And I thought, oh, wow. that's what this song needed. You know, this is before he passed. Of course, it's obvious it's before yeah. he passed yeah. away. But after that, man, I was kind of a little bit of a fan of this song. But after that, man, I freaking love this song. Yeah. So, man, what was your, what do you think? What do you, how do you I, feel about the albums? I was kind of... A, a lesser version of what you were going to say. Like I, I was going to talk about the fusion and you nailed it with the trains running to, like towards each other on the track. Like there's just a, a little back history. I don't know if you read much. I didn't read a lot, but beastie boys started as a hardcore punk band. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just local hardcore punk band didn't really get any traction. And then they released a song called cookie puss Cookie Puss, yeah. Cookie Puss. Uh, it was a hip-hop comedy song, and it was like boy, a minute and a half long, two minutes, something like that. Yeah. And uh, that became a local hit. Like, not a billboard hit, nothing like that, but a, a local hit. And these guys are like, fuck it. Uh, let's let's just do hip-hop. Like, if we, if we hit on something, even though it was a joke, like, and it got that much recognition, how can we go back to, you know, yeah. hardcore punk? Like, well, Got a choice to make. So three hardcore punk kids decide to go hip hop. And I read that before I did the dive. The only thing I was familiar with from the Beastie Boys was your, you know, the hits, you know, Sabotage, Intergalactic, uh, 
what you want. Uh, you know, few others, no sleep till Brooklyn. Yeah. But I, I knew those, but growing up and listening to, you know, I'm contagious, like that, you know, that <laughs> rock just outweighed what they were doing at the time to me because oh, I was I more, in, yeah. more into rock. I but agree. The, but the, the part where I have or had a lot of fun doing this journey is I appreciate them so much more now than Good. I did back then. So license to ill like that was this is the first hip hop album to go number 1 on the billboard charts so like oh, the, you know yeah so you've got some uh you know trailblazers here already and that album starts out with rhyming and stealing and back when i was growing up the reason i didn't like the beastie boys that much is i felt like the lyrics were just goofy you know yeah. but fast forward 20 years the lyrics are fun and there's their hardcore punk lyrics when they start out, you know, it's like, but just with a hip hop twist and these yeah. guys are angry, man. Like the, oh, the, yeah. the weight and power of their voices on this album was, you know, instantly I was like, why the shit didn't I listen to the beastie boys that much back then? I know why. Cause of, you know, sure. all the grunge, but I'm like, sure. man, I wish my thinking would have been just a little bit different. Cause I could have went and had some great, partying with this band on in the background instead of going to a party where it's like, I put your picture away. <laughs> yeah. like, Fuck, man. I could have said, put this yeah. shit on instead. Oh, yeah. And I didn't, but I'm, I'm yeah. glad I got to it now. Uh, you knew the first album well. Did anything change? Had it been a long time since you had listened to it? Oh, my it? God. I, I tell you what, you know, 30-some uh, years later, the very first track, rhyming and stealing, you know, uh, the the drum that is my favorite drum beat yeah. ever. Yeah, the Led Zeppelin when the levee breaks. Oh my gosh, yeah. just the power! And they that, mix that they with mix a Black that. Sabbath guitar riff, so you get John Bonham and you know Tony Iommi on a hip hop song the first hip hop song you hear if you just buy the first beasties album and and it kind of blew me away it kind of blew me away it's crazy it's crazy and just the the lyrics and the energy and just uh i mean it's just it's i hate to use the term raw but it's it's just so raw it's yeah just, man it's it's the uh, kick your fucking door down where's my money at type yeah. of song yeah just, Man, I love it. That's the kind of shit that I like. Are you trying to say it kicked um, your ass? It still kicks my ass 35 years later after yeah. this song was released. Just unreal. Just the power. Um, man, the new style. Great song. She's crafty. Led Zeppelin. Uh, the Ocean Riff. Um, posse in effect. Man, all these songs just loved them so much yeah uh the girls song which was in the documentary they talked about that they kind of i got the impression they felt like this was kind of a mistake <laughs> yeah but you know they were having a good time um fight for your rights party i'm sick of that song i've been sick of that song for years hearing I, it yeah yeah that's is that the way you feel that is the that is the beastie boys smells like teen spirit yeah i mean that, that's, that's just you just there's it's fine. You know, it's good, 
But you know, that that's the one we've all heard a million times, whether it's on a movie or, you know, at a bonfire or something like that. You just, you hear that everywhere you go back yeah. then. So, so yeah, it was, that wasn't doing anything for me. That was like the track I wanted to skip, listen yeah. to it once. And then anytime I listened to the whole album again, I did skip that song. Great song. Don't get me wrong. Just. You know, there's only so many times yeah. you can hear something, especially on a journey like this where you're looking for what you haven't heard. Sure. Yeah. Fight for my right to hit next track. Yeah, sure. Uh, I I kind of feel the way a little bit about the No Sleep, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. You know, I've heard that song so many times. I hadn't. Uh, so I was, you know, I was in my car going down the highway till to Brooklyn, you know, somebody's <laughs> yeah. going by and they think I'm doing this. No, I'm, I'm saying No Sleep Till Brooklyn, man. But, yeah, but that one kicked my ass a little bit because I had Good. only heard it a handful of times. So it's a great song. I yeah. just heard it so much. I just, uh, man, Paul Revere, hold it, Brass Monkey. You know, just oh shit, it's just so good. Slow yeah. and low, time to get ill. You know, they sampled the Mister Ed song for shit's sake. Dude, they I mean, sampled everything. Those guys sampled everything. No, not me. Not me either. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, they just they just took pieces of shit that they liked and they they made fucking hip hop songs off of it. It was kind of uncanny. Yeah, and I, I always hate to throw out the term. I talk about it a lot. Uh, you know the who produces the albums. You know this was a, a Rick Rubin. You know he was affiliated with this album. Yep. Uh, Def Jam Records, Russell Simmons, which they had. Uh, I highly recommend the documentary. Watch if you're a fan or not. Even just just watch the documentary. Um, they didn't have a whole lot good to, uh, good to say really uh, with the with the Def Jam contract right. and all that stuff. So, but that's a that's that's a different type of dis- discussion. Yeah, yeah we we've had that discussion before. Tom Petty, you know, everybody yeah. gets pissed off at the record company at some point. Oh yeah, I probably would too. Yep, if I were them. Yeah. So overall, what do you think about this album? I. I loved it. I mean, I just, it's one I'm going to listen to it fairly regularly. I would say when I, when I feel I've had a bad day or I just feel like starting the morning off, right. Getting a little, you know, Southern Ohio hooting and hollering as they say in my car on the way to work. Cause I'll get down with this album. I, I, I'm, you know, if people Good. drive by me, they think I'm nuts. If I'm listening to this album on the way to work. Uh, Good. so I loved it. First eight songs I thought mm-hmm. were all just knockouts. Just sure. Just knocked me on my ass. Paul Revere and Hold It and Brass Monkey, Slow and Low and Time to Get Ill. I had those as good, but just not. I didn't put them in my playlist, so to speak. Sure. But they were still good. There's not a bad song on the album. The first eight just really smacked me in the face. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, when I listen to music and and I kind of approach it in a, a manner, you know, no matter what kind of mood I'm in, you know, like we discussed earlier, you know, like uh, name your one of your favorite rap albums of all time. Oh, yeah. Social media you know, post. When I thought about that, I thought, man, no matter what kind of mood I'm in, if I'm pissed off, if I'm happy, you know, uh, this album, I can always listen to this album no matter what kind of mood I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so, can't imagine wanting to turn it off for any reason. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a, it's it's really good. I can't really think of anyone who is doing anything like this. Really? No. Um, I mean, hip hop was around, but it was not like this. 
No, it wasn't. Yeah, and it uh, and it had I its own it, brand. It was still good, but like this is just, just you could tell it was from three punks. Yeah, yeah, and you know, within the documentary, I won't give too much away, but you know, they're like, yeah, we met at a Misfits concert, and you know, we 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 talked about this at a Bad Brains concert. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you guys are just, you know, you're fans of everything. Yeah. You know, just everything good, right? But, you know, right. Just everything, and you can hear it in their music. Yeah. You know, it's really good. It's uh, I mean, it's just good shit. I love it. Yeah, I love it. yeah. First album, man. I was, I was just, I was all in, and at the same time, I was worried because I knew it wasn't going to stay that good. Like, I, you just know, <laughs> yeah. you just know after yeah. that first album, like, let's see, we just went through this with the woo, even though you know, I it was more me on this part of it, but they, they really sounded angry on the first album and they just kind of slowly got over it. They're like, we're not so pissed off now. We're just going to rap a little normal. They didn't like yeah. bring that fire later on. So I was like, are the beastie boys going to be able to keep up the fire? And, yeah, exactly. Uh, it, there's moments I can't say whether they, you know, did or not in my opinion yet, but you get to Paul's boutique. This album was, uh, it, it was 99% samples for one. Sure. For two, they went in a, a bit of a different direction, and critically, yes. it was hated. But yes. over time, it's between became like a a cult classic. I even read that this was their Sergeant Pepper. Is what one <laughs> article? Oh shit! One yeah, article that said that that was their Sergeant Pepper. So they just kind of LSD'd it up or something. I you know not saying they did that, but it's it's more cerebral and more uh, ambient. Yeah, so, you can definitely tell a, a, a shift in production, a shift in sound. Um, you know, I think uh, I think this was the initial steps of them trying to get away from the party boy, twenty five foot inflatable dicks on the stage. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're kind of we want to be taken a little bit more serious, but we're right. kind of still goofy and fun. Um, I had that, uh, my notes say that, uh, you know, the dust brothers were involved with this. They kind of got away from Def Jam. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, man, there were, uh, I was kind of familiar with this album. I had a love hate relationship with this album. I listened to it on a Sunday morning, uh, while I was doing some work and I thought, man, this is, you know, Sunday morning, church is in session (laughs) yeah sunday morning service this is my shit this is good and i kind of drifted away from it and had the documentary influence me a little bit because it stated that this album was not a flop but wasn't as popular or successful as the first album and i thought screw this album and then i came back to it and i thought i still love this album so (laughs) you know kind of i i don't want to have any influence from you know, like uh, like a, a ranker list or anything. I just want to go into it open-minded. Yeah. You know and what? I, I forgot to do that on this episode. I didn't even look. Did you? Yeah, well, I, was too busy listening. I was too busy listening to the Beastie Boys to look. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you and I had a little bit of uh, offline discussion about the music, and we're like, we're beastie out, we're beastied out, and then we're like, you know, we're back on it, and, you know, just back and forth. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, the there's just I moments was. in yeah, and out. I just, I kept coming back. I kept coming back. But as far as this album, uh, shake, shake your rump. You know, I can't talk tonight. I'm sorry. You're good. Shake your rump. Um, man had no idea what to expect. I thought that was a jam. Was a jam. Johnny Ryle. Man, I love that hook. It was just a, just told a story. 
Uh, I don't know what that story was because I was too busy jamming, but I thought it was good. <laughs> Eggman, you know, I thought, man, this is like 1970s, like a New York gangster jam. Yeah. And it's so weird just because, you know, I've gone through New York City and it's just like, it's it's like all these sounds. I mean, their music just sounds like New York. I don't know how to explain that. It absolutely Maybe does. I just... It's that New York attitude too. New York attitude and the lyrics. New York attitude and the beats and the punches and everything's just kind of right in your face. It just sounds like the streets of New York City. Yeah. High Plains Drifter. Man, I've always loved this. I thought, is this a Joe Walsh sample? This sounds like Joe Walsh. I said shampoo. I'm sorry. I've been drinking a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Walsh. You just sample. you just say you just a little Sean Connery. She's like Yeah. But I thought, is this a Joe Walsh sample? That's what it sounds like to me. Um, the Sound of Silence. You know, with a lot of, not a lot, but some of these songs, you know, you really have to listen to all the way through because in the middle of it, it's they going to transition change. into something else. Yep. The Sound of Silence, first half, I thought, man, this sounds like a shitty version of the Beatles. Then the second half was a jam. I thought, man, this is good. <laughs> Hey, it ladies. Did, it did that a lot? It did that a lot. It was surprising, and it wasn't easy to, I mean, you know, when we were listening to Black Sabbath Dio, we knew what to expect. We, No disrespect, but I skipped over that shit because I knew what it was going to be like. <laughs> yeah, no disrespect, <laughs> but I set it on fire, all of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sucked. But, uh, you know, I had to really focus and listen to it. Uh, hey, ladies, man, I've been down with that jam since it was released. Uh, it was just a funky jam. Yeah, really liked it. Five piece chicken dinner. What the hell is this? What the hell is this? I got that down as a total jam right there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, I'm joking, man. I'm joking. Okay, I just I laughed so damn hard when I heard that, and I was like, um, uh, like, is this the intro of something? Like, no, it's not an intro. It's just five piece chicken dinner, fucking banjo. Sounds like you're at a campfire in Nelsonville. Like it's. <laughs> Uh, and I wanted it to be so good just because it is fucking. I mean, it was good if you, li- if you like them them little five second ditties of uh, you know country bumpkin loving. Uh, banjo runs. I'm not a yeah. big fan of banjo runs. Like shit, am I at the wagon wheelers right now? Then you come across looking down the barrel of a gun. Good song. Oh my god, what good, a good, good song. song! And if you listen, I tell you what, with the Beastie Boys music, I started out listening through a Bluetooth speaker. Once I put the AirPods in, I could hear so much more. Yep. I highly recommend if you're going to listen to this stuff, listen to it with some type of headphones because yeah. you're going to hear so much more. But it's it's obvious no matter how you're listening to it. But the little the Mississippi Queen guitar riff. Oh yeah. Just a little, just adding a little bit of pepper to the broth. Oh my God, it's just it's just so good. That's so good. Fantastic, and that's. You said you need headphones. Like, this is, here I go again. I don't even care. You know how you and I have talked about how Tool has all those hidden layers and those little dings and those little dings. Beastie Boys did this with samples and sounds. And some of this shit sounds like they coughed into a mic and cut it up. And it was like, I mean, there's so much abstract, crazy, random shit in this music, if you just put on headphones and listen to all the little nuances, it's nuts, exactly. dude. How do you do that in the eighties, the late eighties without computers? I know how they did it, but like, 
How long did it take to make a Beastie Boys album? Just, it was nuts. That shit yeah, was nuts crazy. for 1988, 89, 92, whatever these two albums were. I know sure. 86 was the first one, but the shit in this music is nuts. It's ahead of its time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I agree totally. I agree totally. Uh, I was going to say the the next the next song on my list, the Car Thief song, the lyrics, homeboy go in a tower because your girl got dicked by Ricky Power. I don't know who <laughs> Ricky Power is, but I thought, uh, man, you just got this so hard in a Beastie Boys song. I love that shit. Yeah. It's just real. Well, it cracked I me up, it. too. Like, in one of the songs he's talking about, I can't remember which one, it's uh, the, the taller, skinnier guy that's fucking hilarious and always wide-eyed. <laughs> which one is he? Is it Mike, Mike D? D? I think he's Mike yeah, D. I think but like so, one of the other guys are singing about trying to get with a girl. And she's like, she's over there jacking Mike D. And I was like, what, what, <laughs> what, 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 what's going on? Like yeah. they just wrote about whatever the hell they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and, and man, their lyrical approach, you know, they toured a little bit with run DMC and I could tell that they had that. You start the sentence, I'll finish this sentence, but instead of, two different parts like run dmc you know it was uh, the three guys just finishing each other's parts and it, uh, there was nothing like that before in my opinion no really good especially uh, splitting up a sentence between the three of them and not just jumping in at different times but like actually like the whole b <laughs> steve boys like nobody did that yeah. i mean yeah. the beatles harmonized but they didn't do that they didn't do that and nobody it's just, did that i tell you it, it's smart yeah it's a, it's a very uh, intellectual approach. Uh, whereas, you know, like I said, you've got the dude that looks like Booger from the Nerds movie. And I was not expecting this much. I just expected it to stay goofy and and it didn't. But uh, uh, back to this album, the song uh, Shadrack, I think it's how you pronounce it. Man, yeah. I love this shit. I thought, man, this is, this is freaking good. Ask for Janice, Hendrix Sample. Uh, didn't care too much for the vocals, um, but it was really good. And I have a, uh, an, another note, the uh, three-minute rule song, um, the lyrics within it, Roses are red, the sky is blue, got my barrel at your neck, what the fuck you going to do? Yeah. I thought, man, that's just a badass, that's just that's some gangster shit. That's the kind of shit that I like. Yep. It's just really good. I mean, uh what was your overall impression with this album? Mine was a little more woo-like. Uh, okay. th this album, I've got a handful of hits on it. Five-piece chicken dinner, standout song. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> Damn you notifications. Uh, Shake Your Rump, I thought was awesome. Eggman was awesome. Looking Down yeah. the Barrel of a Gun was awesome. I like the sound of science a lot. Uh, I felt like there was a Beatles riff in there, too. I don't think it was a Beatles riff, but it was Beatles-esque. And uh, that, that's kind of the rest of it I thought was good, but yeah. nothing else stood out to me. So I, even though I knew this was kind of an album that was uh, highly held by people that followed them and yeah. fans, like it became a cult classic. I, I didn't love it. I mean, I thought it was sure. good. Like I, I liked the ambience of it. I thought it was kind of relaxing, but I was still wanting to punch the air on the way to work to, you know, well, licensed to ill. So I liked it. It might be one of those things that grow on me way later, but yeah. I didn't love it. Okay. I understand that, man. I understand. I kind of have it. Like I said earlier, I kind of had a love hate relationship with this album. 
you know, listen number one, I liked it. Listen number two, I just thought, man, I don't know. Listen number three, I came back and, you know, I, I dug it. So it's just uh, maybe it was the type of mood that I was in at the time I was listening to it. I don't know. Yeah. So or I might not have got it yet. I, I think I listened to this one three times. So maybe if I go back to it a couple more times, something clicks, maybe. Man, you know, three times is enough. Yeah, but. three times. Great thing is I still enjoyed it. It was just, I, you know, I, I got a big dose of that first album and that was like, here's some adrenaline. And then right after I got the adrenaline, it's like, here's some really funky, crazy shit. And, yeah. you know, I just went to a different place on that and I'm yeah. still wanting to be pumped. So I think that's a part of it. I did try to go back to it a lot, but. There's just something missing, I guess. I don't know if it was the lack of, of punch in their voices or I'm not sure. It just, it just left me a little half full. Okay. I understand. Sure. I, I respect that opinion. Yeah. But what I'm really interested in is the next few albums. Cause I've got pretty strong opinions and I'm, okay. I'm very eager to hear what you thought of check your head to start with. Okay, check your head. Um, overall, I thought this was a pretty good album. Um, I'll go through. I don't want to go through every song. Uh, Jimmy James, Funky Boss, uh, Man, very good. Pass the mic. Just the mixes. Real. I mean, they kick my ass. The mixes really grab a hold of me. Um, I have the song Gratitude. I say, oh shit, we've got some instruments coming in. Good shit, you know. Um, Lighten up was kind of uh, kind of calm me down after the gratitude song. Finger licking, man, I sing that in my head all the time now. Yeah, finger um, licking is good. <laughs> that's good. Uh, so what you want? Good song. I knew that was a good song before I listened to the rest of this album. Uh, it's got biz in it. This yeah. album has biz marquee. You yep. know, biz. You can't get wrong with biz. Um, you know, as far as the punk stuff, when they kind of uh, toss in the, the punk stuff, I'm kind of not ready for it. I'm kind of not in the mood for it, which can be a good or bad thing. But it's a uh, punk beastie. I don't know. I have to yeah. be in the mood for punk. Yeah, it, it's one of those things. I think if that that is what they would have stuck with and that's what we knew them as, you know, maybe it would be a an OK punk band, but that's not what we know them as. So when they did that. I wasn't yeah. digging it at all. I, I mean, I wasn't really digging the, the punk songs whatsoever because I was like, that's just not who they are. I mean, it is. Yeah. It is. That's who they were. And yeah. they, they changed because they saw success and they kind of adapted. But to us, that's not who they were. So I was, yeah, the punk stuff, I was one and done with that. So I'm with you there. Yeah. Um, you know, I can get through some other songs. Um, nothing really... Uh, pulled me in really a whole lot you know it was just good you know some of it i have like uh uh kind of a minor league red hot chili peppers jams a little bit i can see that um uh, uh you know a little bit of sublime sound um you know the i can't even read my writing the very last song i thought man this sounds like an lsd trip yeah. And but, something uh, else I meant to mention with the last one that I'll just mix with sure, this album is, uh, th this is where a lot of, not a lot, but there was a pretty steady dose of instrumentals within these albums. And that, yeah. that, that 
conflict. I, I was conflicted with that a little bit. So sure, but but yeah, there's you know some of them. I like the beats and I like the noises they make, but I don't I don't I dig the full beastie sound or or not at all. Okay. I, so the instrumentals, I was like, man, these are they sound cool, but I couldn't really yeah. get into any of them. And this is with this album, it started to become a little much for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I can see why it just, uh, it was just okay for me. You know, it, it didn't really, uh, nothing really, it didn't grab a hold of me the way I was wanting it to. Yeah. You know? So did you like Paul's boutique more than check your head? I would say, yeah, I would say so. I, I did too. Cause check your head. I, I have, you know, uh, Staying together, finger looking good, past the mic, gratitude, and so what you want as tracks I like. And then the rest of them kind of fell flat for me. But in their defense, on an album I didn't love, five really good songs on an album is... That's good. That's pretty solid. Pretty that's solid. Yeah. So wasn't my favorite by, by okay. any means, but it was listenable. Again, it's not. I'm not really skipping tracks. I'm just not loving tracks except for those five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it just, uh, it was okay. It was okay. We got, so. let me see, I'll make sure I don't have any other notes on that album. I don't. Ill Communication. Uh, I'm going to start right now with Sabotage. Okay. Growing up, I and I just got done telling my wife this too, you hear that song growing <laughs> up when it's popular. Yeah. 90s. And yeah. my first thought was like, and I remember my first thought when I was younger, this is pretty cool, but it's not as good as this because it was more of a rock song. Sabotage yeah. was, I mean, it was like, there wasn't that much hip hop in it. So that being one of those popular beastie boys for that time, I was like, well, you got Nirvana and Pearl Jam and, and tool and this and that, and this and that. And you got all this Alice in Chains, heavier rock music. I was like, sabotage is cool, but nothing special. That's what I thought then now is a completely different story. Like now I hear sabotage and it sounds brilliant to me. <laughs> yeah. Like I know. brilliant. I know exactly like I'm saying. like, this song is a fucking banger. Why didn't I think that back then? Oh my God. It's Pissed a banger. That, that opening bass riff. Yeah. Oh my God. That, it's just like that movie. I love you, man. They were slapping the bass. Oh man. It's just, it, it's just, it's so good. And it's, uh, it's, it's, Kind of like, uh, you know, they're bringing a little bit of the, the energy back, you yeah. know? So, so I agree. I had a, you know, kind of, I'm like you, when Sabotage came out, there was so much more, there were so many more songs that I enjoyed. So it yeah. was, you know, it was kind of like a last resort. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. That's a perfect way to sum it up. It was kind of like, it was a last resort. And now that we're sick of all the stuff that made it a last resort, I hear that now and I'm like, oh, I just saw the light like this, yeah. this is, this is a jam. This is my shit right here. I was like, and I've heard this song a million times. Like, why now do I hear it? I'm like, yeah, like that. Oh that's God, what I a, want. There's a live performance of this. I don't know if it was during an MTV performance or MTV. I, I watched one on, I, it was Letterman. I think it was Letterman. They did a Letterman performance. And okay. like, whenever he would scream the, Wah! like I, it just, it, it was knockout. They were fantastic live. This is one of the moments where you and I said beastied out. I yeah. watched that video and in Intergalactic from the VMAs in whatever year 
re-energized completely. Went back to the sure. albums and saw them in a whole new light. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's 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 amazing just the the roller coaster of, you know, uh, leaving and coming back and leaving and Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like it's you a, had to you had to figure it out. It wasn't as transparent as the last handful of bands we've done. Yeah, and and I threw a comment to you, you know, out of all the reviews we've done, this is the one that's uh, fucked with my head the most. Yeah, and I didn't quite get what you meant then, but I get it now. Cause I, yeah, it's, yeah, I was like, man, I need to get away from this shit, man. I need to get back to this shit, man. I need to get away from this shit. And, you know, I was just struggling with really locking in, but it just kept drawing me back in. Uh, maybe I was just trying to take in too much at one time. I don't know. But as far as this album, uh, you know, a little bit of the punk stuff, you know, we talked about that during the previous album, just kind of really, eh, you know, it's all right. Uh, one of the, uh, lyrics I got a kick out of, uh, I think it was B boys, fat face lies like Russell Simmons steals money. You know, he's kind of bashing the, uh, his, their first album contract where I heard they didn't get too much money from that. Didn't sound like um, it got much at all. Yeah. Uh, they kind of bailed out of the contract and broke up for a little bit. Um, Root Down, man, that's a jam. I love it. Uh, of course, we talked about Sabotage. Uh, get It Together. I think this is the song that there was one song that Q-Tip was involved with. Yeah. Big fan of Q-Tip. Man, I was disappointed in this song. I was expecting more with Q-Tip. Um, yeah, I wasn't jamming that one either. For me, real quick, it was Sure Shot Sabotage. That's really all I loved really on this album. It. The rest of it was okay. Just like the prior two albums is like, I'm not skipping the track. It's fine. It's good, but I don't love it. It didn't, you know, I made the old playlist, two songs out of this made it. So the rest of them I can do with or without for a while. And until I just want to go listen to the whole album and I'll listen to it start to finish. But yeah, another, another fairly weak one for me, which yeah. sucks. Because I'm yeah. still into them, and somehow I'm still way into them. Even though I don't love the album, when those songs come on, I'm all into it, and then I just come down on the ones I don't love that much. It's like I'm still all about the Beastie Boys, even though I'm not loving the albums. It's crazy. Sure, yeah. I completely agree. You know, I got to track number 11. My notes say getting bored. Uh, yeah. Track 12, meh. Track 13, oh my God, you guys need to drop this distorted mic bullshit. Yeah. It's not working. I'm getting tired of that. <laughs> uh, track 14, Biz Saved Your Ass. <laughs> Shit. Uh, track 15, Snoozer. Was that Flute Loop? There <laughs> <laughs> was one of them called Flute, flute Loop. Loop. And it that's was a flute. Had, yeah, it was a flute. That's the one I had uh, distorted reverby yeah. mic. I can hear the reverb springs in the mic. Just dump that shit. That's not working out for you. Um, yeah, so after that, I started coming downhill. Yeah. I thought, man, I need to listen to something else. I don't know. This shit's getting boring to me. Yeah. So, yeah, That's this was another moment where I was starting to get beastied out all over again. Yeah. And, and my first thought was like, you know what? I'm, I'm getting beastied out again, but I know what's next, and it's hello nasty. And I knew that Intergalactic was on that album, and I knew how much I loved Intergalactic. But uh, 
it's going to be quick for me. This becomes the newest, weakest album for me because Intergalactic was the only song I really dug. And the rest of it, I thought was just like too much going on. Like if you put your headphones on, then you're, you're, you're going to, your mind's going to break trying to follow all the sounds that they crammed into this futuristic, whatever the hell they were doing. Like Intergalactic worked for me, but the rest of it was like, it was just a little too zippy zappy video game. It's like, it was just a little too much of that shit. And I was like, I can't find anything I love on this. I hope you've got more to say about it than that, because that is literally all I have to say about it. You know, I, I kind of have a a love hate relationship with this. You know, I, this album, I revisited it. Um, man, it kind of, I listened to it all the way through, you know, pretty heavy. Um, you know, some of it kind of, I was doing some work and listening to this and it kind of distracted me. It pulled me away from that work, which was a good thing. But, yeah, uh, work sucks. Uh, yeah, work sucks. Um, super disco breaking. Uh, I enjoyed the music to that. Um, I, yeah, the I did too. Track. I did enjoy that a little bit. I didn't add it cause I didn't love it, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, the song move track two. Okay. We've dropped the distorted mic. Thank God. That was what the, the notes I have for track two, uh, remote control track number three, damn good guitar riff sample. The rest of the song, man, uh, song for the man wasn't for me. Uh, the song just a test, which I'm a big fan of, a, a big, thick stand up bass sound. Yeah. An example, one of my all-time favorite rap songs, Don't Sweat the Technique by Eric B. and Rakim. Just a big, heavy jazz bass. Just just really good. Body moving. You know, I had my body moving. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. Okay. yeah. Intergalactic. It's a banger to me. It Loved is a it. banger. Especially uh, after you watch it live and go back to it. You just, oh, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll sing it and do this shit in the house. Like, I'll, I'll do the robot and crap. I, it, it's that good. But I tell you, I'm a huge fan of of a good DJ. You know, uh, ever since I was a kid, you know, when I'd hear record scratching, I thought, oh my gosh, I love this shit. Uh, I'm going to fast forward up to track number 12, I believe it is. Three MCs and a DJ featuring Mix Master Mike. And I thought, oh my God, this is going to be so good. And I was so disappointed. I thought, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be great. I thought it was going to be great, and I was so disappointed. I just, I thought, man, you should have, you should have threw some better shit out there. Uh, a little bit of biz in between. Uh, song for Junior, I believe. I have Viva Carlos Santana, which you know <laughs> I like Santana. You know, not my favorite, but right. Uh, and then you come across the song I don't know. Which is the Beatles-esque melody groove? This was the song that was played without giving anything away regarding the documentary. This yeah. is the song that was played in the documentary uh, during the "In Memory of" slash celebrating Adam Yock's life. Going through some slides, black and white photos, they played this song, which he had written. Did not like this song at first. After I saw that, that was the missing piece. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
went together and it drew me back in. I listened to this song like six times in a row. I'm on, and I, never I can't wait to watch the documentary now. Watch the documentary. Man, it had me so choked up. It really did. It's just that part in particular. I thought, okay, this song makes fucking sense now. Right. And I went back and, and just love it. It's almost, not to give anything away, it's almost like he wrote his own eulogy, you know? And I thought, damn, this is really good. But other than that, uh, you know, picture this song. I said, this song sounds like a 007 spy sneaking in a villain's house to kiss the villain's wife and sneaking <laughs> back out. You know, it was just kind of corny, you know, filler. Yeah. I was just meh. So, yeah, it, it was a crazy about, album. I mean, it was another uh, kind of almost another trendsetter. It was just had a crazy sound to it. I just still wasn't loving that sound for some reason. But I mean, it's again like I listened to it without wanting to turn it off. That's the thing about the Beastie Boys and and why I'm so still excited, even though I've pissed on you know, the last three or four albums. No. Like. It doesn't even matter that I didn't love them because they're still good. Like yeah. they're still good. It's just didn't kick my ass good. And and they, sure. you know how someone tells you go watch this movie. It's the best damn movie you'll ever see. It made this much money and all these actors and the twist and da 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 da. And you build it up too much. Then you see that movie and it was great, but you were expecting more because everyone told you it was the second coming. You know, like it was that good. The Beastie Boys kind of did that to me. They gave me that first album and they gave me two or three hits like that off the next three or four albums. And it's like, man, they got me so amped up for this. And now I, I'm, I'm, it was great, but they didn't live up to what they sold me, but still great. Then we get to album number six, and I wonder if this is where we switch roles. We get to album number six, and I need, I hate to do this, I need to take a piss. I need 20 seconds. It's the weekly episode of, of I Gotta Take a Piss. This is where I, I talk about piss. politics, religion, and all things that we really want to talk about. Hicks will be back in a moment. Let's talk. Let's talk religion. Not really. Uh, Beastie Boys. I mean, obviously I like them. I feel like I'm crapping on them a lot. And Hicks is, Hicks is digging them a little more. It's like the woo in reverse. Now I'm the one that's being a hater, but I'm not. Because it really is that good. By the way, their name as the punk band that they started out as was Young Ari Wait, Young Aborigines. I'm not editing this stuff. That's too many mistakes. Young Aborigines. 1983 was the year they released Cookie Puss and decided they're no longer a punk band. They're going to go hip hop. So 1983 transition, hardcore punk band into hip hop. Thank God Hicks is back because I probably just sounded like a broken record. I totally agree. Yeah. Hicks, no, I don't Hicks, agree with that. <laughs> Hicks heard every word. Worst piss break filler out of my mouth in a long time. And that sounds I'm sorry. awful. That was an awful sounding line that I just said. Piss filler in my mouth or something like that. That was that was terrible. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I I did my best. I uh, I went through some notes and people were probably like, "You already talked about that." <laughs> yeah. Number six to the Number five six. burrows. 
And Hicks's bladder is fully drained and ready to rock and roll. Keep drinking, right. son. This shit don't need to be edited. We don't care. People don't mind don't hearing care. us fuck up. Let's roll. Everybody pisses. Everybody pisses. Drink, son. I've got raspberry lemonade in this cup. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm number it's six. delicious. I bet it is. Uh, came out in 2004. Um, check it out. I thought this is a jam. This is one of the only songs I've ever enjoyed that contained intentional stuttering. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I thought, uh, I thought it worked. Um, you didn't like change is time to change. Yeah. That's a good one too. Uh, I don't even know. What's that from? All I can think of is Shrek. Anyways. Okay. Yeah. Change changes. (laughs) It's David Bowie, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. We'll get there too. We'll get to David we'll Bowie get, eventually. We'll get to we'll get to Bowie. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Three the hard way. Love the groove. Don't love the lyrics and vocals a whole lot. Uh, rhyme the rhyme well. Man, got a story to tell. We we already know you have a story to tell. You said that three <laughs> albums ago. Uh, triple double. Love this '80s inspired sound takes me back to being as you know that's what music's about taking yeah. you somewhere else takes me back to being a kid uh dj record scratching love this shit uh da 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 got up to song number nine i closed this shit out and started <laughs> listening to tool Ten Thousand days that okay. album okay i thought uh i'm getting bored of this shit <laughs> beastie need- the fuck out and I went over to Tool, that's in 10,000 days, and I'm like, oh, gosh, yes, this is some good <laughs> shit. So the, uh, the, two, the, the, the first one-third of this album, I thought, you know, it's okay. The last 66%, you know, I thought, ah, I just, I'm freaking bored. <laughs> How'd you feel? This album, I'm going to start out with the song Crawl Space. And there's a the good reason that I'm starting out with that song. Crawl Space sure. is the only track on this album that I did not like. Okay. I fucking love this album. Like okay. top to bottom. It has I, the whole album's on my playlist except for Crawl Space. And I almost felt bad and added it because I was like, it's good. And I'm one at one song away from a whole album on my playlist, but I thought to the five burrows was fucking brilliant. Okay. Like top to bottom. Brilliant. They, and maybe this is just my tastes. No instrumentals in this shit. Yeah. Every single song is a fucking rap song. Every okay. single one. I, I don't know why. Like I was at work filing papers which is the most mundane task in the sure. world besides peeling potatoes. But sure. <laughs> I like, I had this just playing on my phone and I was just fucking grooving the whole time. I'm like, Sanders, <clears throat> Williams, <clears throat> <laughs> just get down, filed like 500 papers in a day happily because I had this yeah. shit jamming. I don't know why. Cause the sound was different. Uh, MCA's voice was, you know, Adam Yauk, his voice sounded weathered. It sounded yeah. rough. This was 2004. I don't think he was sick yet. But I mean, it just huh. sounded, 
His vocal cord sounded shot, and I loved it. It was just gravelly and old, dirty bastard like. I was like, sure. man, this this album hit me hard. I'm gonna listen to this album on the regular, and I I don't even know why. I just thought it was great, top to bottom. Like every single song got me moving. So I had to test this shit in my office on those speakers and test it in my car to make sure the phone wasn't just playing tricks on me <laughs> yeah. with its real thin speaker. And it wasn't. I absolutely loved this album and was not expecting to at all. I thought the beasties, I'm going to be beastied out and I'm not even going to want to go back to any of this stuff pre, you know, or after licensed ill. I was afraid that I wasn't going to have much of a playlist. And I got to this album Freaking loved it, man. Absolutely good. loved it. It was good. my sabotage by Black Sabbath. Yeah, yeah, good. It's uh and that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know? Uh Hello Nasty kind of did the same thing for me. You know, yeah. I was trying to do some work and I went back and I had to stop and I'm like, oh my God, I was I was really somewhere else. You yeah. Know, I, I screwed this work up, but that's a good thing. <laughs> that's Damn what, work. That's that's a good thing. You know, I caught myself, but I thought this music took me away and that's what I want music to do. I yeah. want it to take me somewhere else, get me away from this boring ass shit. Yep. So I'm glad that this, and you know, honestly, this is the one album. Well, no, this isn't the one album. This is like one of the three albums I did not go back and revisit. I did not give this album another chance. Yeah. So maybe I need to, you know, maybe. I just did it one time. Maybe. Hard, hard to tell. That's And that's another thing about just this deep dive. Like, I have a feeling I'm going to go back to some of these albums later because I will. It won't be soon on some of them. But in a matter of like a month, two months, something like that, I'm going to end up wanting to revisit some of these. And I don't know how it could be a different story. Like, this is the kind of group that could do that to me. This exactly. Is, it could be a completely different story in a month. But and it's crazy. I don't know of any other... Uh, any other bands that I've really, or groups that I've listened to that's really kind of uh, swayed me back and forth like the way this group has. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's usually, I love these guys. I can't stand these guys. Or yeah. Girls, you know? Yeah. It's just, and with these, it's, it's love, hate. It's back and forth kind of depending on the mood and stuff. And I might've been in a shitty mood when I listened to this album. Yeah. And Maybe that might've been me on the previous two. I, you know, I just, I don't know yet. This is a, we do you don't get in can. shitty moods. You don't get in shitty moods. I wish. I I'm wish to joking. God I didn't get in shitty moods, man. <laughs> yeah. you, did, you wouldn't have wanted to talk to me in person yesterday. I wasn't angry. I was just like, <laughs> everything sucks. Everything <laughs> sucks. Just I was fucking Eeyore yesterday, man. I, like, no, I don't want to listen to the Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. Know what is, you mean. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling some of this shit's going to grow on me. So it's almost... It's almost yeah. a shame that we only take a week for a band oh, like yeah. this when they probably deserve a week and then take a week off and go back. I couldn't do it two weeks straight because I, I, I don't want to do anything two weeks yeah, straight. But, That's you know, I totally agree. It was like, oh my gosh, sometimes there's so much I want to say. I don't think I can fit it in one episode and one yeah. discussion. So it's, uh, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. I agree. But yeah. What well, it, might need a maybe one of these days if we just are burnt out, we do a follow just a like a almost like a season ending episode where we sure. rank all the bands we've listened to after we get to like ten or fifteen or something like that. Maybe we just do a a revisit of recap. season one, so to speak. Yeah, recap. Sure. Ross, Rachel, they love each other. They don't. What happened? <laughs> you know, we'll we'll do that. 
but yeah. uh, next album, do I don't. I'm interested in your thoughts if you have any, but mix it up. The whole damn thing's instrumentals. So I'm pissed off. I'm angry. I want to hear somebody talk <sighs> on an album, and I can't. I want to hear somebody talk, and I actually have this going back to, I said, is this the Beastie Boys Sgt. Pepper album? That's what I have with this, because they're kind of sick of of everything. Uh, won a Grammy for Best Pop Instrumental. Probably the only one in that category. <laughs> Uh, well, I, y- uh, Yanni was Yanni, Kenny G, maybe, Yanni? <laughs> Kenny I don't G. Know. but I have uh, minor league chili peppers sound, um, Chad Smith drum beats, uh, and I have uh, a lot of this music. If I heard this without looking at my phone, I would not guess who I, I could guess who this was. Uh, the only notes I have on this really, the song "The Cousin of Death," sounds like the Black Keys. Sounds like uh, some Black Keys music. You have to go back and listen to that. I don't know a lot about a, about the Black Keys, but I kind of got that feeling from that song. But you know, the song titled "Biscuits and Butter," I thought, "Oh shit, this is going to be good." <laughs> and it's, it was not good. I mean, it was just okay. Just I don't know what they were doing with this. I yeah, I mean. They they did seem to enjoy making and creating the sounds that they made, so yeah. you know maybe this was just a just an experiment. I mean, these guys they were punks. They did whatever the hell they wanted. They did what they and, wanted, and, and you saw that from start to finish. Even though we're not at the finish quite yet, yes, yeah. we've seen it from start to this point. They they're just doing whatever they want, and it's uh, even though I didn't love the album, I still think it's cool, and I'll probably listen to it again sometime when I'm driving somewhere, and I'm like I. You know, I want some music, but just background. I don't want to have yeah. to sing along. Boom. Maybe I'll put on the mix-up. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was just uh, not what I was expecting, not what I was looking for. You know, I just kind of... Nah. And I'm sure they knew that. And I'm sure they understand this album was only for certain people, really. And that, that I'm not one of those people. Couldn't dig it. Uh, Hot yeah. Sauce Committee, part two. Before yeah. we dive deep into this... Uh-huh. Did you did you end up watching? That's why I've sounded weird the whole time. What did, are you doing? I have all the mics on around me. Smart motherfucker, right here, man. <laughs> right. Anyways, I never mess up uh, the audio this much. But Hot Sauce Committee Part Two. I sent you a video, and it was yeah. called what was that? Uh, the Fight for Your Right Revisited. Did you end up watching that half an hour of of entertainment? I did not know. I just thought that was some kind of a special. Look it up Uh if you haven't seen it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Fight for Your Right Revisited. It's a 30-minute video on YouTube. I thought it was some kind of comedy special or some kind of like just special throw together. What I didn't know was that it was the full-length version of of two singles on Hot Sauce Committee Part 2. Oh, wow. And that's why I didn't really recognize the music. Yeah. Like, I was like, this, which album was this off of? I didn't recognize. It. I'm just too entertained by Seth Rogen and Danny McBride and uh, Elijah Wood playing the Beastie Boys, meeting yeah. the future Beastie Boys of Will Ferrell, Jack Black, and John C. Riley. Or John C. Riley. And I was, it was so many celebrity cameos in this thing. Like sure. it took me forever to see Chris, or Kirsten Dunst. I was like, is that, that's oh, Kirsten yeah. Dunst. Like she's doing drugs with the beastie boys. Kirsten Dunst <laughs> of all people. 
And I, the whole thing just cracked me up. And that, like you with one of those albums we talked about earlier, seeing that pulled me into this album a little bit. Because I had jumped to it earlier in the week just to mix it up, see what was going on. And I wasn't digging it. But by the time I got to it and saw that half hour of comedic genius, which also had the Beastie Boys. Yeah, which had the Beastie Boys arresting the other Beastie Boys at the end. They were the cops. But uh, it pulled me right into this one. I didn't love it. Start to finish. Nothing like that. It wasn't the five burrows for me. Yeah. Five five burrows. I'll start shouting that out. People will be like, what's he talking about? Like, no, <laughs> yeah. no damn clue. I know what you mean. It's like, best Beastie Boys album since License. Yeah, license so. um, yeah. But yeah, this uh, this other album, I en- I enjoyed it. I dug it. I liked the sound. There was a lot of lyricism, not a lot of instrumentals. I dug it quite a bit. I'll end up going back to it, but it, it didn't knock me on my ass or anything. But I thought it was I thought it was a really good end. Like they just they didn't make anything bad from start to finish, in my opinion. It was all good in some way or form. Some of it was just great. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, with this album, um, you know, lots of fun grooves. Uh, I was actually singing to one. Uh, I think it was a song nonstop. How you feeling, Ad Rock? I was like, how you feeling, Jay Bark? Yeah. <laughs> Change the lyrics on that. Yeah, uh, the song Too Many Rappers. I'll tell you what. The first 60 seconds of that song kicks my fucking ass. Yep. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. That shit just, man, and, and it's uh, just really good. Um, the song Say It, Distorted Mics, Killed the Jam. You know, there's a time and place for that. Uh, let me see what else I have. Lots of 70s grooves that are fun. Uh, the song crazy ass shit. Let me introduce you was part of the lyrics, man. We already know who you are. We, you don't need an introduction. You know, it's, it's kind of, we already know. So I wasn't a big fan of this album. It was just okay. Yeah. I was digging it a little more than that, but it was again, wasn't anything crazy for me. I was just, you know, by the time I finished it, it was, uh, it was like watching a long running season of a TV show that starts out great and stays good enough to keep you going to the end. Okay. Like that's pretty much how I would sum up the beastie boys got the, you know, I was like, this show is fucking awesome. And by the end of it, I'm like, kind of glad it's over. Kind of sad. It's over. Like I, you know, I kind of want more of this, but I'm kind of okay with it ending here. So, you know, Beastie Boys, album one to album eight. Pretty satisfying for me. Yeah. Dug it a lot. Plan to go to them some more. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's it definitely is keeping us on the hip-hop trail. Like, I enjoyed this more than the last few bands that yeah. we did and more than Wu-Tang. So this is up there for me with the, like, Beatles and Petty and, you know, th- this is up there with it. This was a good experience. Yeah, I think so too. And, and like I mentioned earlier, I hate to repeat myself, but you know, it was kind of pushing me away and dragging me back in and, and pushing me away and, dra- you know, just on and on. And it was, I, I like that, you know, I don't know how to, how to explain it. And like I said, maybe it was based on the, the moods that I, I was in at the time, but, uh, you know, and you go back and listen and you hear, you know, the second time around you hear so much more. Yeah. I mean, you miss out on stuff. 
it's uh it's hard to explain i don't know of any other artists i mean i just don't know and you know with the the people that they were i think people really loved them you know yeah it's uh the people that uh you know there was uh, not giving too much away but uh in that documentary you know um they actually, I don't know if they were performing at a concert with, with the, the Aerosmith run DMC thing. Yeah. You know, they may have opened up a little bit, uh, for that. And Adam Yauk actually came out during the walk this way, run DMC, yeah. you know, and he was playing bass and Joe Perry's like, who's this dirtball <laughs> motherfucker yeah. playing bass? And he killed it. You know, he was doing really good with it. And, yeah. you know, he was like. Uh, trying to, he was chasing Joe Perry around the stage, you know, and, uh, you know, Hey, I want to jam with you. Yeah. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> you know, so it's just, it's just really, it's just, I mean, how could you not like these guys? I loved them, I mean, man. And, and I plan to watch a lot more live shit in that documentary. So, and th- this is one of those things too. love the discography, but have your low points. You know what? This is that band where, you know, you're going to be looking up live videos for a while, like their live oh, yeah. performances. Like I, I know that I'm going to focus on them on YouTube whenever we're taking breaks from what's next, which is probably LL Cool J folks. LL we're cool not, J. we're not done yet. We, we signed a contract with hip hop for three straight episodes. <laughs> yeah. So, Oh, hold on. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> I am the cheesiest dad joke guy in the world. Oh, that's good. That's good. Good time. See, that's another thing about the Beastie Boys. Kick it! There's so many <laughs> one-liners in this shit. It's like a great sitcom with fucking Bazinga in it or something. You know, like, you hear <laughs> yeah. kick it, you hear let me clear my throat, you hear let the beat drop, like, you know who it is. You know who it is. You know who it is. And it's like, people are probably going to get sick of me at the workplace when I walk by. And I'm like, let clear my throat like, they, like what, what the hell's wrong with this guy like i'm that guy i don't care so i say stupid stuff thanks beastie boys making me a little bit more of a rowdy workplace worker no, workplace good. worker good. anyways workplace worker. Yeah. yeah so yeah I, i'm pumped to watch more live shit pumped pumped about hello cool j i am too i mean i'm uh, just i'm on a kick man i'm, I'm just the rock break wasn't just a one or two week thing. Like the woo needed, we needed something to follow up the woo. And this sure, was a yeah. damn good follow up. I, I, I think it was too. Hello. Cool. Jay's going to be good too. I don't know how many albums there are. I'm scared to death, but <laughs> yeah, I'm scared to look, scared to look. Yeah. I mean, he's been around for a long time. I think the last three or four albums are called like NCS new Orleans one, two, and three or something like that. Yeah. I, I just, I'm no, scared it's not of New the, Orleans. He's at LA or something. I know he's I know he's on one of those shows now, so maybe there's not as really? many albums. Oh yeah. NCIS Los Angeles or something. Him well, and Chris O'Donnell, else, I think. Him and Robin. Just don't tell me anything else because I'll lose fucking respect for him. <laughs> <laughs> just like Ice T. Uh, oh my God. One minute Ice T's He's so good at SVU though. <laughs> See, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I can't watch that shit. Uh, that, that's I don't like stuff like that, but that's one of the few. You know, at SVU, wife's got me watching Criminal Intent as well. Like I, I dig him, but but yeah, he's Ice T's real damn good in that shit. Did okay. do you know about his metal band? 
Oh yeah, uh, shit. Don't yeah, tell me. I forgot the name of it now too. I've been drinking. Damn. Um. Holy crap! He did the Cop Killer song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, his metal band like that's that's fun shit to listen to too. It's like a little bit of Beastie Boys, but they injected some Slipknot in there. I had that album. Oh, oh my gosh! I forgot I too. I went completely blank, but yeah, paper locked. Yeah. Forties. I'll help. I'll help unlock us here. Da, 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 da. Oh my god! I keep wanting to say cheap trick, like iced tea, cheap trick. Ah! Not true. I'm, I'm gonna be so disappointed in myself when you say it. Uh, like, I can't think of it. Body count. Damn body it! Count. You beat body Google. Count. You beat Google. Yeah, I beat the googly. You beat the googly. Body count. That's body it. count. Crazy stuff. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to Ice T's uh, hardcore, you know, band body count. Yeah. Maybe I have to go on a dive someday, but probably in like 2024. <laughs> yeah. You have to get through so many others. Yeah. Any, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on the beastie boys? You know, this is something that I need to go back and I'll, I'll go back to some of these albums and, and give them a shot. But, uh, you know, there's, there's so much, uh, there's just so much sound, so many sounds that exceed my bandwidth. I just can't wrap my mind around it. Yeah. It's um, a lot. Yeah. And oh my God, the live stuff, you know, uh, then performing with mixed master Mike. Oh my God. It's just like the stage is burning. Yeah. It's just the power, just the energy and, uh, just unbelievable. And that's what, that's the kind of shit that I like. Do you remember came up randomly? Cause you said mix master Mike. So I, I don't know if one, you heard the phone call recording on one of the albums of Mix Max yes, Mike calling. Yes, I did. And then there was also Felicia. She was like, <laughs> there was a song, Felicia calls in and she's like, hey, Adam, this is Felicia. Da, 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 bye. Hey, Mike, this is Felicia. Da, 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 bye. And then the other member, I can't remember, refresh my memory. Mike D, Adam Yauk, and... Oh, well, other dude, she's like, yeah, oh, okay. other dude. And as soon as she's done calling all three on the track, like it ends and you hear, I think Mike Nego, cause no one gives a fuck about Felicia. <laughs> <Yeah>, <laughs> like <great. laughs> nobody answered the call and it just ends with that. And it's like, these guys are hilarious. Like They're absolutely hilarious. hilarious. They're hilarious. And that shit's real. Yeah. And that's them fucking off with a microphone on, yep. you know, it's just, Oh, it's so good. It's just it. creative as hell. I mean, I, it just it was a good time. Damn good time. Even even throughout some of the other stuff, like cracking up over five chicken five piece chicken dinner. You know, like <laughs> the shit that they threw on their albums, they were seriously just like, fuck it. You know? Yeah. Throw it on there. And I, sure. I, I enjoy that shit. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to be back next week with some LL Cool J. Hopefully it's not 28 albums. Hopefully we don't get into an era where it's like the getting jiggy with it bullshit. Oh, man. Yeah, whenever. I think there's going to be some of that. <laughs> man, there probably is. <laughs> yeah, but. There probably is. You know, I don't remember him staying hardcore. He wanted to knock mama out once, but I think by the end <laughs> of it, he wanted to like shake that stanky leg or something like that. <laughs> Brenda's got a big old booty or some shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but. But name one group, I mean, other than like the heavy hitters, you know, Led Zeppelin pretty much stayed consistent throughout their 
you know, throughout their range. But uh, name somebody that we reviewed that we didn't. There were albums that we we disliked. You know, there's going to be some crappy music. Yeah, yeah. Except that's just except uh, for Tool. <laughs> except for, well, we have. I mean, I said people that we've reviewed. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of bands total, groups total, where I'm like every every album. I mean, even though I don't want to listen to it now, since Nirvana only put out like two and a half, you know, I had no problem with that. They're just no but again, there, there's no, you know, don't want to listen to it now. But it only counts to me if you're five albums or more into a career. So yeah, I kind of toss Nirvana out there. Yeah, they didn't make an album I, I didn't like, but they made like two and an unplugged album. That doesn't count. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, it's for a band to just have hits on every album impresses me. Yeah, yeah. Except for uh, the mix up. But yeah. I guess the whole thing was a hit since it won an award. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> yeah. But I'm very glad that we dug into the Beastie Boys. I feel I feel good about it. Yeah. Totally feeling good. Uh, whereas some of the reviews, I thought, I'm never going to pick up this shit again. This is going to be the one uh, I'm going to pick some of this back. Yeah. Out. Yeah. So it was good. It was good. I'm glad we did it. Yeah. It was a great time. And it kept the uh, hip hop flame alive. I'm still not really feeling any kind of guitars or anything, just except yeah. for within hip hop. But we'll get yeah. there. I, I think it's. I think it's working out well. We did five or six rock bands. Why not go three or four or whatever deep into hip hop? Like that's it. It rules half of what we listen to now. So why not include it in the process of doing this podcast? It's working out good so far. Yeah. By the time we get to LL Cool J, we we might be like you know uh, we need some of that seventies guitar shit. Maybe Bring some of that shit. Yeah. Back. Yeah, fell probably out. not, but we're, we might. It might be a, yeah. might be a possibility. And, you know, my wife, you and I discuss. You know, need to feather in some female artists. You know, yeah, and that's that's easy. Them. Janis Joplin, Heart, yeah. June Jet, and the Black Hearts. Like, there's that's easy, and I and I, you know, that that'll probably be. I would jump to a conclusion after whatever, whenever this hip hop run ends, we'll probably transition to the greatest females of rock that we didn't give a chance. I like that approach. I think that would be good. Got sections and then we'll wrap it up with a review and insane clown posse. (laughs) Bobby Brown, (laughs) Bobby Brown. (laughs) Yes. With little Hootie and the blowfish on top. That would make one hell of a podcast. We'd be rich if we did that, but we're not gonna, (laughs) Yeah, we're not gonna. So we'll see you guys next week. Uh, for LL Cool J, unless he's got 29,000 albums, <laughs> might take us two or a week and a half. I don't know, but I don't, I bet he doesn't have that many. I'll go less than 10. I bet he's got eight or nine. I'm guessing less than 10. Yeah. I hope we're right. Cause if he tells yeah. me to back that ass up, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. We'll yeah. see you guys next time. Hope you enjoyed the beastie boys as much as we did. Thank you for listening to Stuck in My Generation. Again, if you want to suggest bands for us to listen to, send it over to stuckinmygeneration at gmail.com. 